Welcome Mandalorian Fakers to the Mando Roundup, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. It's time to kick back at the saloon with a death stick or two and enjoy this week's recap of the Mandalorian. Ah, bounty hunting is the life, wouldn't you agree? Pinch me. What? Why? Pinch me. Uh, okay. I just, I need to make sure that I'm not dreaming, Gemma. Why? I, I just, I don't know if you heard the latest episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, but I predicted what was going to happen on this episode almost perfectly. <laughs> and I'm starting to think that there's some weird psychological stuff going on where I can control the universe and I don't realize it. Um, or something like that. I don't know. No, I think Disney's just catering to you fanboys. <laughs> They're giving you exactly what all, you know, four million of you want. Oh, you mean I'm not a special fanboy <laughs> snowflake? No, this episode was what everyone wanted. <sighs> Definitely. Well, if you didn't hear the most recent episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, where I interviewed heavy spoilers, so go ahead and subscribe and listen to that one as well. This is the Mando Roundup, a sister podcast uh, brought to you by FakingStarWars.net. And my name is Storm Duper. With me in the studio is Miss Gemma the Hut, the vivacious, the loquacious, the uh, investigatory. Um, so, Gemma, this episode, you know, we do have a lot to talk about. It's going to be a great episode. We're going to hear your synopsis, and our predictions from last week were very spicy, weren't they? Well, I think mine were a little better than yours. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I cheated a bit because I predicted things on several different podcasts, and if you haven't heard all those podcasts, you're going to think that I'm making it up. But well, I'm our not. podcast is the only one that counts, and you weren't very good on that prediction. It's so. like playing in different pools, you know, for fantasy football. It all counts, but, you know, it may not matter that much to you. <laughs> you so. only get one chance. It matters it to me. Just, you, <laughs> no, your prediction was not that good. Uh, you know, Storm Duper had recently a birthday, and one of the things that Mrs. Duper always gets tired of hearing me complain about is, oh, I never get anything good. You know, it's always the same old, same old, uh, you know, pizza, coupons, stuff like that. But this year, Mrs. Duper went out on a limb and ordered me the Perfect Package 3.0 from Manscaped.com. You've probably seen their ads. Uh, you know, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Don't be the hairiest Jedi in the resistance. The Lawnmower 3.0 is a waterproof and skin-safe trimmer that will reduce nicks to your two best friends. It is an absolutely fantastic shaver, a quality, quality product, and really easy to use. It, they even include instructions to help you out. One of the most powerful forces in the galaxy is your lightsaber, so keep yours clean with the Lawnmower 3.0. They also include the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, why not? Down there in the smelliest part of your body. For on-the-go freshness, you can also use their wonderful Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. It's all included in the Perfect Package 3.0. And if you act now, using our code FSWRADIO, that's all in caps, you'll get 20% off free shipping with the code FSWRADIO at manscaped.com. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FSWRADIO at manscaped.com. May the force be with your balls. And before we hear your glorious synopsis and uh, our predictions from last week, Gemma, we do need to give a shout out to our newest Patreon supporter. Tell me more. That's right. Uh, Rick Swift is our newest patron at the fake Jedi Knight level. He's giving us $5 every month to produce this drivel. That is a lot of money. I know, I know. And, uh, you know, Rick has been stalking me on Twitter for a long time, so I'm glad that he finally ponied up the cash, the cheapskate. 
Okay. He did write us a special message as well. Yeah. Uh, in his subscription post, he asked us to send him loads of cheese with Joe Biden's picture on it. He says he loves eating cheese and and looking at Joe Biden. I guess I don't know. Um, I you guess he just loves... send him some stickers. <laughs> yeah, I guess he loves cheese and Joe Biden. Weird. <laughs> Anyway, the cheese is in the mail, Rick. Thanks a lot. You can see. If you would like to support us on Patreon, we really need your support. Uh, this is a DIY project. We don't have any salaries, any budget. Uh, we make this on the skin of our teeth. So go to patreon.com slash fakingstarwars. We'd love for you to enter our Patreon as even uh, the lowest tier, a buck a month. So every little bit helps, doesn't it, Gemma? Yes. While we're on the subject of support, you can also support us by going to our t-shirt store. It's just in time for the holidays. I know you've already finished your Christmas shopping, didn't you, Gemma? I did. I don't know what you could possibly get that would be fitting the greatest podcast host in the galaxy, but if you go to bit.ly slash FSWmerch, we have a t-shirt sale on now, and there are some hilarious t-shirts. You can also pick up our newest Grogu t-shirt. My name is Grogu. Well, then I'm definitely getting you a t-shirt. Well, Gemma, it was an incredible episode. So much to talk about. Uh, let's just go through our predictions from last week, huh? Yes. So you said they were going to sit around and play chess and not much was going to happen. Yeah, I kind of got that right at the beginning where they're playing catch with a ball. Mm, no. I'm going to give myself a point for that. You have to understand, though, I predicted on Heavy Spoilers uh, interview on Faking Star Wars last Thursday that... Grogu was getting kidnapped. I like, think I predicted that specifically. Minus five points for trying to bring predictions from other shows in. I'm not cheating. I'm just minus gloating. Five. No, I was really close. I said that there was going to be a lot of explosions and, you know, chases and drama. That's true. I did say also that Boba Fett was going to come in. I just said he's going to come in at the end instead of the beginning of the episode. You mean like, yeah, the entire episode. Right. So you just got a whole 30 minutes of it completely wrong <laughs> yes basically yeah but it was an incredible episode uh of course i mean my goodness i mean was there something last week about some orange spinster with a couple of flashlights dancing in the woods or something i can't really remember because a mother boba mother fat coming back and the shit out of the stormtroopers with just a swing of his fucking gaffy stick, fucking putting on the holy shit, fucking Boba Fett, fucking armor, and my mother fucking holy mother fucking fuck, this is fucking amazing, Gemma. See, you're a you're a fanboy. I just love Boba Fett. Yeah, who doesn't? Everybody, it's like saying you like Star Wars. Like, who doesn't? Well, that's true. So, give us your synopsis of Episode 14, The Tragedy. So the Mandalorian and the baby Grogu are flying around, you know, playing catch in their ship. And he's all like, hey, we found this mysterious Jedi sundial. Let's go see what time it is. So let's stick you on the sundial and see if we can figure out when high noon is. And so they stick him on the sundial and um, he immediately creates this force field. And of course, you know, he creates the force field and then the bad guys come, right? And so then there's a lot of fighting and explosions and Boba Fett shows up with a dad bod. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that dad bod was sick, huh? Uh, I just wish they would have like gotten armor that was more flattering because <laughs> he kind of looked like uh, what are those green pig things in Star Wars? Oh, oh, the Grimorian guard. Yeah, that's what he looked like. Yes. He was shaped like a Grimorian guard. Um, but anyways, he just went around. Grimorian Fett? 
went around beating stormtroopers to death. It was actually quite violent, and I'm really desensitized to violence, but it's just like, I'm going to bash you with this stick, and I'm going to bash you with this stick, and I'm going to smash you. And so I thought it was kind of weird and violent. Um, and then Gus Fring showed up with his super robots, uh, okay. which he could have pulled out in the beginning. Instead, he decided to sacrifice the lives of like 40 stormtroopers first. Um, and then sent in his nice shiny robots at the end to kidnap uh, the baby Grogu. Yeah, things weren't working very well for them there at the beginning, were they? With those knee pad rockets, that pretty much took care of them. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, the Mandalorian's like real sad that his, his, you know, charge got kidnapped. And so he goes back and um, is like, hey, you know, I know you're taking a break from UFC fighting. Um, Cara Dune, can you please help me? And she's all like, I follow the rules. And he's like, but there's a kid. She's like, fine. So right, right. they're obviously going to go after baby Grogu um who by the way has become a complete psychopath and was choking stormtroopers <laughs> at the end of the episode so he has become sort of Carrie, hasn't he at the yeah. end here like we need to talk about Grogu he's just a boy just a sweet little boy I don't know if you've seen that movie uh we need to talk about Kevin but that was getting mad suicidal vibes from Grogu here it's getting that way right like he's right. just gonna he's gonna murder some things yeah he, he may get mad at Mandalorian for letting him get kidnapped huh Seems like the impressionable type. Maybe Gus Fring will turn him to the dark side, possibly. You mean Darth Moff Gideon? Yes. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> well, let's get into the WH investigative journalism questions here, Gemma. That's what everyone tunes in for to hear. Who decided to name this episode The Tragedy? Because as soon as I knew the title, it was so obvious what was going to happen. It completely spoiled the uh, episode for me. It was a poor name because nothing tragic actually happened, really. Ba I mean, baby Yoda got baby Grogu got kidnapped. They're gonna, what are you talking they're gonna about? get him back, of course. The Razor Crest got blown up. The uh, Mandalorian is bereft, Gemma. So the real tragedy was you are a heartless hut. Like you're gonna have to take some empathy classes with our Russian trolls in the basement if you're not careful. Well, the real tragedy was the forty some odd stormtroopers that got beaten and shot to death. Like that was the tragedy. So I thought something actually serious and sad was going to happen and then it, and it didn't and it was a big letdown. I'm really surprised that you don't have that much empathy for little baby Grogu. I I thought you were a kind-hearted hut. Uh no, he'll be fine. He's resilient. Kids are resilient. So when did you realize that this uh, episode was basically a F John Favreau sequel to the Age of Ultron with those dark troopers flying down and taking Grogu for a ride? Oh, good comparison. Um yeah, I, I thought they were, yeah, like flying Terminator type things. But I think yeah, the Age of Ultron comparison is, is pretty good. This isn't the first time that we've seen Favreau give a nod to his previous work. I mean, I think it was episode three, maybe the sin when Mandalorian escapes with Grogu that you see one of the uh, other Mandalorians from the Coven uh, come up and, you know, give him like that Iron Man thumbs up to the Razor Crest. So that's a trope that they've established now. Uh, is it that purposeful? Yes. Yes, just, it is. Are they just out of ideas? Everyone's out of ideas. It's a pandemic. Nobody has any creativity left in them. They're, they're squeezing the sponge for every drop of spotchka it has left in it. And you are just soaking it all up, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just like, I've got my helmet open. And I'm just like letting this drip down my throat, you know? <laughs> yeah. So where are they going to take little baby Grogu here? I 
think that um, I'd like to hear from you. What, what do you think? You know, I'm not really sure where exactly, but I know that, that somehow a pickled Snoke Palpatine clone thing is involved. So they're probably, they've probably got something on, maybe it's Exegol, maybe it's one of these planets where the, you know, the Sith have their crazy hideouts. It could be something to deal, you know, where uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is. I don't know, but. I think it's going to be completely unrelated to the movies. There's going to be some other pickled thing they want to, you know, revive. <laughs> right. The, on the planet Vlasic, you know, <laughs> go there and, and pump, uh, pump this Snoke clone full of Baby Yoda's uh, force force you and hopefully revive him i guess it's okay. kind of gross i have to say i mean it, it it disgusts me a little bit the idea of bleeding this little child uh for the sake of his midichlorians mm-hmm. it's um, it's fairly gruesome for star wars it into some kind of pickled adult thing yeah yeah, yeah so, it's, um, it's been a dark season Absolutely. I mean, in in Rise of Skywalker, at least the Emperor he could like use the Force to like suck out their energy of the dyad between uh, uh, Ray and Kylo. That was just a little bit more ephemeral. Uh, it's just it's just so disgusting. This is nerd talk. It's icky. Yeah. <laughs> So I've been reading a lot on uh, the fan uh, posts, of course, about this episode, Gemma. And why is why are all the nerds so fixated on Boba Fett's dad bod, and they don't seem to care at all about Fennec Shan's steampunk stomach bod? <laughs> well, okay, so robots are expected in the Star Wars universe, but, like, weight gain is not. That is not expected. Like, when you are in the Star Wars universe, one of your jobs is just to look good. Yeah, That's all I, you have to do. Yeah, you know, Leia and Han and Luke, for the most part, did a great job of keeping off the pension or pudge. Uh, but in this case, it seems like Tamura Murison has just been filling his face with uh, some of those kiwi meat pies for the last 20 years. I mean, for his age, he looks fine. But, he, you know, you're a celebrity. You've got one job, and that's to look good and to act. Okay, they've got two jobs. But I... I don't know. I think it's the the armor was unflattering as well. Yeah, I kind of like the fact though that like Boba Fett has been on Tatooine, basically eating like bantha sh- and sand for twenty years, and then he, you know, like John the Baptist, and then he rolls up in his old broken down hoopty with a f- stick and just schools them all. That was awesome. It did have all the feels. Yeah, dad power. You know, we haven't seen anything quite like that in Star Wars with a gaffy stick. So it was fun to see that get a day, stay in the sun. Those gaffy sticks, by the way, are inspired by a like Tahitian or Pacific Islander weapon, actually. Um, they adapted it for Star Wars, and so it's kind of ironic that Tamara Morrison being a Kiwi, you know, um, having that Pacific Islander background. Well, is... I would say that's not ironic at all. That's very expected. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's coincidental. Thing. It's not uh, ironic. No, no. You've tried to convince me that everything is super purposeful, so they're clearly, you know, given a nod to his heritage. I suppose you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about fan service. So what do you think, uh, like, how many characters from the previous two seasons are going to join the crew to rescue baby Grogu from being bled to death uh, to reanimate a pickled Snoke Palpatine from Sith Limbo? I hope they leave some of the more annoying ones behind. So Pelimoto is not going to join the crusade here? (laughs) I really hope not. (laughs) Dr. Mandible is going to stay in the Tatooine bar uh, playing cards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's do a count. We've got Mando, Boba Fett, and Shan. They're definitely like new team guardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. They're gonna spring. Um, they're gonna. Sp- they're gonna spring Bill Burr Mayfield. And I'm sure that. Uh, I'm sure a million percent that Cara Dune and um, uh, Grief Karga are gonna join the fray as well. Yeah. Anybody else you can see? What about Ahsoka? Do you think she's gonna also help? No, she's not into babysitting or anything child related. I think she's probably gonna uh, continue on her own quest. Mm, so she's done. 
What about anyone else? Do you think Luke Skywalker might have been the Jedi that oh, baby Grogu connected with? All this wishful thinking. Um, no, I think it might be. Maybe we get a new character. Like a Jedi who's been in hiding that we've never seen or heard yeah, from. we might get a new character. That would be bizarre. I mean, this whole show has just been like a blast from the past coupled with this new idea of the Mandalorian cowboy. I, I don't see that Jedi connection being something we've never heard of before. So you think it's going to be somebody that everybody's like, yay, we can't believe it's so-and-so. I'm Finally. sticking. The two great contenders are Ezra and Luke. Some people said it could be Mace Windu, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I'm still holding out for a de-aged Mark Hamill to make a cameo in this show. I am just crossing my fingers. So because, you can pee your pants? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm gonna, I've already bought my adult diapers uh, for the next two episodes. Just, yeah, going to end up peeing the your pants. chance that happens. I think I pooped my pants. I think I pooped my pants. I just hope these episodes are more than, you know, um, 32 and a half minutes long. Yeah, I think they will be. This was a real short one, but pretty dense. Yeah, I mean, there was like 10 minutes of like Stormtrooper smashing, but not a whole lot to it. We need more to justify the cost of the Disney subscription. I like this episode a lot, but what my main criticism was that they sort of had this tired action thing of the Mando trying to break into the force field. And I think they did it like three times. It's like, we get it. We get it. Like, try something else for gosh sake. <laughs> I mean, geez, like, you're a Mandalorian. Be well, creative. And then very predictably, when the force field comes down and, you know, that's the time he's actually stepped away. And he takes a little snooze. snooze Aruno. Yep. yep. You should have been vigilant. <laughs> we we should make we should make an ad for uh, Baby Yoda. You know, like melatonin, like force melatonin. <laughs> is your baby always up, keeping you up at night? You know what we really need is like a Baby Yoda uh, milk carton ad. Yes, well that's been done. You know, there there those T-shirts are available. Oh my gosh, so. I bet they were done like you know the three hours after the episode. They are, and they're on Blue Milk, of course. So. <laughs> Yeah, some some people some people think they're they're funny and creative, uh, but no, you're not. The internet will shame you into uh, um, just showing how derivative you really so are. There's no no good ideas, <laughs> new original ideas under the sun. Nope, nope, especially not on this podcast. So, but yeah, I mean, I I thought overall it was a great episode in terms of fan service. I want them to do like as much anti fan service as possible. Um, like for example, like my, the way I would have done this episode, I think this would have been, been brilliant talking about fan service. Instead, like when baby Grogu gets on the rock, he just like falls off the rock, cracks his head really unceremoniously, uh, you know, knocks himself out. Boba Fett arrives, knocks out Mando, gets his armor, and then Slave One has a weapons malfunction and explodes on takeoff, incinerating everybody. And then the Mandalorian spends the rest of the show on Tython, like an episode of, uh, you know, Alone, just like catching fish with bamboo traps and using ants to mend wounds. I think that would have been a great episode. Don't I don't think? think you actually think that would have been a great episode <laughs> at all. I mean, like people are complaining about fan service, right? Oh, but, but they but, still love it. Yeah, like that's the alternative. So, like, stop your moaning. I mean, this is glorious. Enjoy it. It's so good. Um, I don't know. I think I think in an alternate universe, my episode of uh, Boba Fett Naked and Afraid would have would have been good. This is why they don't allow you to direct. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay, well, Gemma, uh, there's two episodes left in this season. Let's hear your speculation on episode 15, which we don't have a title for yet or a runtime. 
What do you think is going to happen with the uh, the Guardians of the Mandalorian crew now? Okay, so they're going to assemble their team. I think that's all they're going to do. So my prediction is simple. They're not going to get very far. They're just going to assemble the team, and maybe they'll have some unexpected problem with transportation or location or something. But um, we're not going to have any real confrontation this episode. A big Avengers assemble moment, huh? Yes. Interesting, interesting. I think that they're going to spring um, uh, Bill Burr's character in the very beginning of the episode, and I think we all go- we are going to see the whole team assembled on Slave One, possibly two ships maybe, um, and they're going to be in hot pursuit, and they're going to design their plan for how to get aboard um, Gus Fring's uh, spaceship and spring Baby Yoda, and I think they're actually going to spring him maybe near the end of the episode, or we'll see the Jedi appear, and that will change everything. Your prediction is mostly like my prediction, so... It must be true. This must be what's going to happen. Pretty similar. I mean, there's not really much else. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to go eat cookies and, and just like, you know, sob into their blue milk. Milk was a bad choice. Crying. Oh, poor baby Grogu. He's gone now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the end of this plot is pretty clear where we're going. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, maybe the cliffhanger will be that Gus Fring turns out to be the Jedi that baby Grogu connected with. Oh, dear. That would complicate things. I don't yeah. know if I like that. Yeah, it could be it could be icky. Like maybe maybe he knows that there's a darker force in the universe and he's actually part of this like mysterious secretive uh spy cult that's trying to avoid the creation of the emperor and this is all his plan. He's like infiltrated the first order and he's going to like try to shut him down. No. <laughs> just no. That's all. I don't have any other intelligence. So you're saying there's no nuance at all to his character. He's just an evil bastard yeah. who has a yeah. big letter opener. Sometimes yeah. bad guys are just bad guys. <laughs> right. Um, but what about your best scar rating for this episode? One out of ten. What would you give it there, Gemma? Uh, you're going to be disappointed, but I'd say about a seven. Oh, so harsh. It was too short, and like the Boba Fett thing was like fine, but like, you know, whatever. Just lots of smashed stormtroopers and some robots, and then off they go, and I'm like, meh. This was my favorite episode for one reason. The buildup of that little gear shifter ball, the payoff was so great. We've been watching that thing for two seasons now, and I actually got a tear in my eye when Din Djarin reached down in the mud and picked that thing up. It was heartrending. Um, I just love that. Uh, they can do that in TV. You can't do that in the movies, you know? Um, and so this is just perfect television, in my opinion. So I'm going to give this a nine and a half. So you, you got a tear in your eye, but you did not yet pee your pants. That has yet to happen. <laughs> Good. Good start. And if it did, I wouldn't tell you. I think you might have to. I think that's just part of the show. You have to be honest about when you pee your pants. I guess I will have to be. (laughs) I will, yes. Um, All right. Well, if you're new to the podcast, please subscribe and follow us. Um, I'm Storm Duper on Twitter. Where are you, Gemma? I am Gemma the Hut with a J and two M's. Yeah, we're looking forward to your weekly dance videos that I've heard you're preparing. I am preparing. I got to learn some choreography. That's right. And uh, make sure that you check out fakingstarwars.net for daily comedy parody and satire, the greatest Star Wars uh, parody and comedy in the galaxy. And we'd like to give a big thanks to our sponsor, manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FSWRADIO, all in caps, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FSW radio all in caps may the force be with your balls 
and just with you in general, both things can yes, be okay. Exactly. Yeah. You get on your magic sundial uh, this week and meditate a bit. You know, try to try to um, forget the fact that the galaxy's in chaos now, and Baby Yoda has or Baby Grogu has been kidnapped. Already forgotten. Yep. Yep. It's going to be a good week. I'm excited for the next episode, Gemma. Me Thanks too. for being here today, and thank you for listening. May the foe be with you. This is the way.